As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. What's up? Welcome back to Spin Rate. My name is Drew Fairservice, and yes, this is the midweek edition of Spin Rate, your Toronto Blue Jays podcast here on The Athletic. We're so excited to talk about your Toronto Blue Jays after a very exciting series with the New York Yankees. Here we're recording on Wednesday. Bo Bichette, mere hours ago, hit a walk-off home run, his second in his career against the Yankees, one of only two Blue Jays to have ever walked off the Yankees twice, uh, joining Vernon Wells. A very exciting little tidbit. But we're going to talk about your Toronto Blue Jays. We're going to talk with Ben Nicholson-Smith of Roger Sportsnet. He is the co-host of the the Letters podcast. He's the baseball editor over there at sportsnet.ca. And he is an all-time good guy. And I'm excited to talk with Ben about um, roster construction and about depth and just a way that – talk to Ben about the way that the team has gone about building their roster because – while it was a good series here to start the week in the middle of April against the Yankees, uh, there still is are a lot of questions about the Blue Jays' depth. There are injuries are mounting up. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez was announced to have had be tested positive for COVID nineteen, so he's on the shelf for a little while. Julie Merriweather, uh, a variety of injuries um, are already here in the early going, rearing their ugly head. It's going to be that way. It's coming off of a weird season, another whole other weird season unto itself. So I'm excited to talk with Ben about depth, about the Blue Jays roster construction, and what we can and cannot, I would say, assume or, or glean here early in the season. Because again, they've played uh, but a handful of games. I'm excited to talk to Ben about that. I'm excited for you to listen to this show. And if this is your first time, thank you and welcome to spin rate it would be awesome if you haven't already to subscribe to the show on the podcast listener a podcast player of your choice if you want to do it on apple podcasts on spotify over stitcher wherever you get your podcasts search spin rate find us give us a like give us a subscribe whatever that way you can get new shows which we do now twice a week as soon as they're ready to go and if you haven't subscribed to the athletic i think you should do that as well. And if you go, are going to do that, you should go to theathletic.com slash spin rate, where 
you can tell them that we sent you effectively. So if you like what we do, you want to read more of Caitlin, you want to read more of Ken Rosenthal, of Jason Stark, of every baseball writer under the sun, Andy McCullough, Eno Saris, everyone doing amazing work. If you want to read Blake Murphy on the Raptors, if you want to read uh, the cast of thousands that write about your Toronto Maple Leafs, you can always do that at the on The Athletic. So theathletic.com slash spin rate. Let them know we sent you. And right now, I'm going to send it over to my chat with Ben Nicholson-Smith of Sportsnet. All right, as mentioned before, it is my pleasure at this time to be joined by co-host of At The Letters, baseball editor, baseball writer at Sportsnet, Ben Nicholson-Smith. You know him as Benny Fresh. Ben, thank you so much for joining us. Drew, thanks for having me on. It's great to talk some Jays and, uh, and catch up a little bit. So, so thanks for having me. It's been, it's been a minute since, since you and I spoke. Uh, I was thinking about it today. If, you, if you're listening, and you, of course you know Ben's work at, at Sportsnet, Real Heads remember when Ben was the editor of MLB Trade Rumors. And, and true fans and t- true baseball fans will remember when Ben joined uh, Parks and I on, or was it Snow, Stoughton and I? Parks was on vacation on the old Getting Blanks show. Exactly. I mean, that was that. I want to say that was probably oh nine, something like that. Um, I would say that was two two thousand twelve. Is what oh, okay. I would say. Or That's when we were doing video every day. No, that makes more sense. That yeah. makes a lot more sense. So yeah. So I'm getting my times mixed up there. But yeah, it was a while back. Um, MLB trade rumors back when I was just zoned in on every last Diamondbacks DFA or Padres. <laughs> you know, what what reliever is Kevin Towers going to acquire next? Like I was, I was zoned in on that stuff. I kind of miss having that knowledge base, but of course it's fun, um, you know, zoning in on the Blue Jays and knowing exactly what's going on with them or or trying to. It was a different time. I mean, social, you know, social Twitter and stuff was, was still like developing as a, as a place where people were breaking news and as where so much more conversation was, was, was happening. I don't know about you, but I remember back in the old Google reader days, right. Where I had, I had feeds from beat writers from every single team in the entire league, I had a, like a, a little a central group, an AL central group, an NL central group. So just seeing every single beat piece that would come through, game day notes. I'm like, oh, you know, I would be kind of selective in the in the beats that I would follow because they, they were the, if they were the right fit for me. But like just an un, a different style of of information fire hose, but still, uh, you know, in, it was a different time at the same time. Oh, oh, big time! I mean, I remember starting at Trade Rumors, like we had Google readers as like mm-hmm. our way that we would get rumors, which now. <laughs> I was like, you would never do that. But, um, you know, you would have like your Fox Sports uh, for Ken Rosenthal or you would have your, um, uh, you know, whatever it was, your Detroit Free Press to get the Tigers rumors and just and have that in addition to Twitter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now, of course, as, as you as we mentioned, you're co-hosting for, at the Letters for, for what, six or seven years now almost? It's got to be. This is the seventh season of At The Letters, which is pretty wild. We've seen some very, very good Blue Jays teams, some great mm-hmm. Blue Jays teams, and some very bad ones. So, yeah, it's been some ups and downs in that period of time for the Jays. It has been, it, it is a study in contrast, I guess you could say. But I think that that it uh, brings us to the 2021 Blue Jays conversation pretty effectively because, well, I'll just ask you, are the 2021 Blue Jays a very good team or are they a very bad team or are they somewhere in the middle? I think they're closer to being a good team. Um, and there's a lot to be determined there. There's a lot to be you know, played out, of course, um, this, this early in the season and this early in the careers of so many of these players. But I, I do think that it's closer to being a good team. And already they've shown some encouraging signs. And George Springer hasn't even appeared on this team. Nate Pearson hasn't even played. And of course, there are more injuries to come. I mean, I, I think it would be a little bit, I don't know. It's just, 
unrealistic to, to say, okay, well, there's going to be a moment that Pearson appears and, and Springer is back and everyone's fully healthy because it's just not the way baseball works. But I think right now they are showing a lot that, um, that should be encouraging and they just have some, some young, talented offensive players that I think make the core of a very good baseball team. It's very different the way the team is built compared to the other very good Blue Jays teams that you you and Arden have covered on, on at the at the letters in terms of 2015, 2016. Those were like full of established players, uh, uh, not exactly teams that you would describe as particularly deep, other than the fact that the lineup itself was deep. It, you know, it ran seven seven deep in terms of like true like bona fide, difficult to retire big league hitters yeah. uh, and as well as a, like an incredible amount of starting pitching depth um, the 2021 Blue Jays are a little bit different and I think even though it's still it's still early and it's it's foolish for us to like well their depth is being tested but in some some ways it is and it's important I think to get a better understanding of what TJ Zoik and 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 folks like him can can offer but but at the same time the team is definitely even if it becomes a really good team this year it's still going to look a lot different than those older teams yeah, for sure. For sure. I think it will. Um, and, and I think what the Jays want to do is they want to move toward uh, a model where they just have these layers and waves of, of depth. And that's a that's a great goal. I mean, for for any team, it's also really tough to realize and and to make that happen um, and get to the point that you're comfortable with TJ Zoic facing the Yankees and him actually getting results, which, you know, so far. I guess that's kind of middling on on that very very specific example, but no, yeah, I think I think you're right to say that it's a different model of team um, in the sense that they are striving for a lot of depth, and also just in the fact that it's very young. And so, anytime you have a team that's as young as this one, like it, it's just it's so different than those 15, 16 teams in that there's a lot more volatility. Like you can't. I guess Springer is probably one guy that, in theory, you should be able to pencil in for 35 homers. 900 OPS, he's going to give you four or five war. But I don't know that there are many other players on this team that you would just say, okay, we know who this guy is, which makes it fun to watch, but also introduces a lot of uncertainty for everyone involved in that team. For sure. You, you used the, Springer and then Nate Pearson as two examples of you know key pieces that are missing from the Blue Jays mix so far in 2021. But they, they are very different because I think you can, you know, Adding George Springer is like a, an instant infusion of a very high floor, but also potentially the highest ceiling on the team. Like a guy that is a proven, dependable, um, um, still very much in his prime uh, addition to offense and defense that is going to show immediate dividends. But Pearson is like pure wild card at this point. And, and while everything about what he can do is so tantalizing and can really shove that pitching staff to another level and just you know, each, every, everything that he achieves is going to allow for somebody else to kind of fall back and have less pressure, whatever. But, but he's not thrown any innings and he's not, you know, he had some struggles with injury, whatever else. So, so it is, he in particular is the one that is, that is so, such a wild card and might, I don't want to say that he's going to be the difference between good and bad and playoff and, and, and no playoff, but there's so much tantalizing talent there, but also so much volatility, like you said, that you know, you'll never know what they're going to get or even how much they're going to get from Nate Pearson. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it wouldn't be a shock at this point if what they get is 80 innings in the season, but it also wouldn't be a shock if at the end of however many innings that is, if the Jays are in a playoff conversation, you know, we could easily see Pearson 
emerge as someone that you want to see starting a playoff game against a very, very good lineup. And that's a tough thing to do. I think going into the season, one of the questions that I had about this team was, okay, if they get to the playoffs, like if, if things go well for this team and they actually make it to the playoffs, what's their game plan then? Like who is pitching these innings against these really good lineups of the Yankees or the Astros or the Dodgers, you know, in that conceivable situation? So, you know, it's like you need to have those arms. And early on, I think one of the reasons I got so fixated on Julian Merriweather was like, this guy could be one of those arms. It was very clear to me, or seemed clear, we might never know, but I got the very distinct impression that Merriweather could be someone who could retire those hitters in big spots. And you need answers like that. And Pearson, to me, is still... Ryu, I mean, I I think we kind of take him as a given now, but Mm -hmm. beyond Ryu, Pearson is probably that next guy who has the the chance, whether it's 2021, whether it's 2023, to be someone in those situations who really gets those huge outs for the Jays. We'll be right back with more spin rate, but first, check this out. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. It is an interesting story in terms of not just roster construction, but like the style uh, that with which you, the team is going to proceed throughout the year. Where, as you said, what's going to happen in the playoffs? If, say, the Blue Jays get in the playoffs and they, they're faced with some of these choices, I think the way that they're built and with some of the some of the players that they have and that could and are already are in their mix, you can see them being able to go out and be like, okay, we got to get 27 outs through four times. Uh, if we want to win this series yeah. and they have the guys to do that but do they have the guys to pitch 162 games worth of innings that's that's the question and and the Rays model is one that 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 I've re- referred to repeatedly that they're going to be just sort of like waves of arms and they're going to lean on guys in different ways but maybe when it comes to the playoffs it's going to be a little bit more like the Dodgers where well if fingers crossed if you want to bake a team maybe the Dodgers are not the worst model to follow yeah. but but uh but at, at the same time, like, do you think we're going to start to see some of those pieces start to move into the to the team as the year moves along? In terms of the, obviously, we've got you've got uh, Nate Pearson to look forward to, but Alec Manoa and 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 even Anthony Kay taking a big a bit of a bigger role, and, and Thomas Hatch as he gets healthy. Do you think you're going to see these guys be like lined up every fifth day, or is it going to be more of that kitchen sink approach in your mind? I think it's more the kitchen sink approach. I think it's more that they try to figure out, you know, who can who can contribute in a given week, um, who can really help out um, in in yeah, almost like a, a one week or ten day window at a time. And so it's you know, as as the Jays look ahead, for example, to the second half of April, well, they got four off days, so maybe you go to a four man rotation. I mean, I I actually kind of think they probably should do that, just given where their rotation is at this point in time, but. 
once they get into their next stretch where it's like no off days, you know, they're in some sort of a grind. All right, you mix in whoever's healthy at that point. Maybe it's Zoic who gets another start or, you know, Trent Thornton has looked pretty good. Maybe he gets to be mixed into that rotation too. Ross Stripling, if he's, you know, healthy again at some point soon. So I think that's the approach you take. I, you know, Manoa, I think he's a guy who contributes at some point this year. Kay, of course, I mean, that's almost a, a given, I think, that he'll pitch at some point this year. So there's, I, I do think it has to be those those waves of arms. And then it's a question of how good those waves of arms are. Those, those waves of arms, that wave, those waves of talent, their job could be made much easier if the Blue Jays offense is able to be what we think it's going to be capable of, 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 of doing and producing at the level we're thinking it's capable of producing. Obviously, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has demonstrated um, early in the season that he is and, and can be the player that, that the Blue Jays hoped and assumed he would be all along. Bobby Shett hitting everything, you know, driving, getting big hits, doing Bobby Shett stuff. But at the same time, um, right now, maybe the, the depth or the offensive uh, versatility that he was being tested as, it's been, been very early and there's been some struggles. Could we maybe see the team maybe make some other kinds of moves? Or when we talk about, you know, while, while they're, they're built for, for, for waves of talent and they have lots of guys that are under control, guys that are homegrown or that have been acquired, maybe an upgrade is something that could be out there for the Blue Jays. I just don't know myself, or I'd love to know what you think, where an upgrade might come as it maybe as the season progresses. I still think they're going to be in the market for pitching, um, starting pitching. And, you know, you can, I've wondered too about the position player side. And, you know, I wondered, depending on how Kevin Biggio looks at third base, I mean, do they look at third baseman? Is, is Kyle Seeger someone? Like, I, I don't know. They, that's a possibility um, that the Jays could look at. Or, of course, they've shown interest in shortstops before. And I don't know, maybe uh, the Rockies probably a tough team to deal with. I don't know if, if Trevor Story is even going to be traded, although he obviously should be at some point this summer. So, you know, that's that's probably another story. But the one the one thing that I think we can really say safely is the Jays will be in the market for pitching. And so when you look at last summer and the fact that they were able to get Robbie Ray for Travis Bergen, and, you know, that's basically for free. They got Bergen back. Taiwan Walker, like, I don't know about you, Drew. I can't name. I, I should be, I should have it on the tip of my tongue, but I actually can't who they gave up for Taiwan Walker. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I those <laughs> trades suggest Fourth to wall? us. No, he's still I, around. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I they definitely traded someone, but I, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you. And so I think that that's really a strong suggestion that they're going to be able to go out there this summer and acquire players, pitchers, who are pretty good without having to give up the farm. And I think that's part of the reason that they didn't go out and sign, let's say, Taiwan Walker this February? I think that it's obviously much too early um, to worry about how Danny Jansen has looked behind the plate, um, combined with the fact that Alejandro Kirk, pre- before today, of course, when he hit a home run his first of the year, um, um, maybe that, you know, again, too early to start asking those questions, but also, you know, with Rowdy Telez struggling a little bit and Lourdes Gurriel having a, having a hell of a time, um, at the plate, it, you know, it's much too early. I, I, again, I, Lourdes Gurriel for me is the kind of guy that's going to do this, right? You, this is, this to me is part of the package. You know, that he's going to have these, these weeks where he can't hit anything. And then he'll have weeks where he's hitting it off his shoe tops and off his eyebrows and at, you know, and, and at the letters and like on in the other, in the opposing batter's box and just like driving the ball all over the field. But, but because of my, my, um, poisoned brain. I definitely think that third base is 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 the place where there is potential for an upgrade. Uh, there are options, and then you say Kyle Seager, and, and I mean, 
a left-handed, another left-handed bat would kind of be nice in the mix a little bit, but it's definitely too early to start to like overly speculate other than all the speculating and like trade mongering I do in the away from away from prying eyes. But uh, I don't know. I I just think it's, it's definitely an, it's an exciting time to be a Blue Jays fan. So what what do you think is something that Blue Jays fans can really like look forward to in the next few weeks? You know, uh, you know, they've got this big chunk of Yankees games out of the way. Um, You know, I think, some of these bats coming alive is definitely one thing that we can, we and Blue Jays fans can expect to see, um, if nothing else. For sure, for sure. I should first apologize to Alberto Rodriguez, who was traded mm. for Taiwan Walker. Couldn't have told you that name five minutes ago, but there it is. That that's the that's the return. So I guess um, he technically was a player to be named later. So so when you right. were reporting on it, it would have just been the player right. to be named later. Well, then... I'll I'll fall back on that mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. on that you. excuse. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I think as far as when it comes to the Jays and what to look forward to, for me. And this is, I don't know if other people uh, view it the same way. I suspect this is probably true, but um, man, it's just the Vladdy at bats. Like that's, that's the most fun thing for me to watch. Like it's, it's so interesting to watch him every time he's at the plate. I think that it's such a big difference, you know, Bo Bichette, like he's, he's a really good hitter too. And someone asked him after he hit that walk-off home run today, if he's, and it might've been Caitlin actually. Yeah. I, I, somebody asked him. Um, it's been a, it's been a long day, but somebody mm-hmm. asked Bo um, how exactly um, he is a different player now compared to when he broke into the league, and he said he's not that different necessarily. And I kind of agree with that. Like when mm-hmm. he broke in, he was good right away. He's good now. He's good in some of the same ways. But Vladdy, like he was a phenom when he broke in, and that was a whole different story. But now he's clearly different. His plate approach is very different. His athleticism defensively is different. His mobility is different. So the power is the same, but it adds up to a different player. For sure. You, you see him in complete control of a lot of, a lot of plate appearances. And good pitchers, bad pitchers. You know, I, I wrote a thing uh, the other day after he faced Garrett Cole where he had, I mean, not maybe not a quiet night at the plate, but it was a really interesting night to watch him and Cole sort of battle and, and the way that, that, uh, that, um, uh, Cole and uh, Higashioka sort of game planned a little bit and, and, and they had a really tough at bat. And then Vladdy, who's, who's always shown that ability to kind of like go the other way. And he's not afraid to like slap a single through the sort of right hand, the right side every so often. But it's, it's not just spoiling bad pitches now as, as much as he's really able to drive the mistake pitches. He's really able to get himself into just hitters count after hitters count after hitters count. Where I remember when he first came up and we all made a big deal because he was getting pitched really tough. Uh, you know, they, they were really bearing down. Nobody wanted to get, give up his first home run. Nobody wanted to be the guy that's like on, on a, on a poster in a baseball context right. sort of thing. But, but now we're seeing that as well. There's just being really careful, but he's, he doesn't expand and he's had a much better time with velocity, I think, which I, you don't, I don't want to overly attribute to his, his, his fitness, but it doesn't hurt to get, to be able to get his hands and get his body in a position where he can handle those kinds of pitches. And, and he's a lot like, uh, in, in a way, when when the Blue Jays, when TJ Zoic was facing, or even Ross Stripling, uh, you know, Ross Stripling said when he was facing the Angels, he's like, I don't have the tools to get Mike Trout out. Like, you know, in a, in a min- moment of like true honesty, and 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 same with Shohei Otani, where if it was, I can't remember who, somebody gave up like a bomb to Otani on the Blue Jays, and I, I forget who it was, and it was just like it was a nightmare matchup for him. But that's what Vlad is for most pitchers now. He's the guy that, unless you're 
Garrett Cole and maybe Jonathan Loisaga, who who has crazy stuff and got him out today. But like, if you're not one of those guys, even if you're Corey Kluber, who's like not what he was, you're in really bad shape when you're in a opposing pitcher coming up there with Vlad because he's not going to, if you're Kluber, he's not going to swing at your trash. He's not going to chase that stuff off the plate. And, or if he does, it's when he's in, when he's 3-1 or 2-0 or, th- or, or whatever, where he can get away with missing one and then he can really bear down. It's, it's really fun to watch. And I hate to, to, to do the, the dirty thing of like, well, it reminds me of Miguel Cabrera, which is no fair, no fun to anyone, but it does. It really, truly does at this point. And maybe it's, it's early, but the pieces were already there. And now it's like everything has really come together and it's really exciting. For sure. I don't even think that that comp is unreasonable. I mean, you're not saying that he's going to have the 500 homer, 3000 hit career because we're a long way from that. But for him to be there in this moment, like whatever the comp is, like it's a very, very advanced hitter. You don't see hitters just, you know, I'm thinking of some of those and Cole through some of them, but it's just these these little sliders off the pay, off the plate um, on the outside corner, and somehow he's able to realize that it's going to break and be a ball. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's incredible. It's one thing to okay, great, like you're you're laying off the ball in the dirt, you're laying off the the ball at the neck. I mean, that's you expect that, and some hitters don't do that, but mm-hmm. Vladdy does that. You expect that, but his ability to recognize the breaking stuff, and then I also find like when he is in a two-strike count, which will happen, um, he just seems so much more comfortable. And it just seems like he has realized that he can still catch up to anything in a two-strike count. He can still lay waste to breaking pitches that are borderline if he needs to. And there's just so much, I, like, I don't know. I, it's obviously hard to quantify. And I'm not, like, I'm not the world's greatest hitting expert or anything. But you do sense a more confidence from Vladdy up there. And mm-hmm. I, I think understandably so. I'm sure pitchers are, are not enthusiastic to be facing Vlad Jr. at this point because he's going to do a lot of damage. Uh, what, one last thing on Vlad that I'll say that remo- that is is different. And everyone, no one loves Shohei Otani more than I do. And, and no one spends more time watching him or thinking about him. But, but like Otani in a lot of ways is like not a, he's not a great hitter. At times, he look there. He right. is capable of looking so bad and yep. making just terrible swings, and his hat's falling off, and he's halfway to the dugout after he's missed his swing. And I think the difference is like Vlad is big, and we expect him to be a power hitter, but it, he doesn't have the same. He's not even quite a power hitter yet. I mean, what, he's got two home runs this year. He's not a guy who's just up there looking to smash a mistake and 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 then get out of there. Which the Blue Jays have plenty of hitters like that, and you can make a handsome living in the big leagues just punishing mistakes all day long. But like to use your your term, he looks like a truly advanced hitter, and and, and even Bobby Shett, right? Like I don't you don't want to talk about Vlad all day long, but like Bobby Shett is such a, is such a uh, such a hitter in in that way, and and I've I've ascribed to the hitter's hit. And that's definitely what we're seeing from Bo Bichette now, where where he still has that sort of two strike where, you know, first early in the plate, he's got the big leg kick and he's selling out and he's, you know, letting it eat. And then he later in the in the count he's keeping do, going to a toe tap and stuff, which maybe maybe he he'll abandon one day, but he's just so good at putting the bat on the ball and he's so quick and his bat is so fast and and he's he's a different kind of hitter, but still a lot of fun to watch too. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think I think Bo Bichette's and, and maybe we've been spoiled too because you know, in 19 and 20, he was good then, you know, mm-hmm. so it's not like there was ever this arc of like, oh, is he actually going to live up to the potential? If anything, I think the collective expectations around Boba Shett have probably risen since that moment that he debuted uh, against um, or, or for the Blue Jays. So, I mean, that's that's a nice progression for the Jays to be looking at. Obviously, the defensive side is maybe a slightly different question for Bichette. 
but offensively, he's really established himself as that star. And so maybe we're taking him for granted almost a little too much when you think about how few, well, you know, there's a small number, there's a small select number. So it's not like he's the only one, but he's in a very exclusive group when it comes to performing at that position at his age and, and at his level. And and for me, his the way that he produces is is the kind which I'm gonna try not to talk about Kevin Biggio in this way, but I am in, in that I for a young player, a guy who's super aggressive, who's super athletic, the ability to 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 put the bat on the on on the ball and and just produce. Like you cannot argue with the production that that Bobish had. Maybe you would love like to see him walk a bit more, but at the same time, uh, why? Why walk if you can if you can yank it into the corner? Why walk if you have powered like this uh, the opposite field power as like the I don't know six foot nothing I don't know how tall he is but he's not the biggest guy and uh, and showing this crazy opposite field power like why walk and when you've got that in your bag when you can really like take good pitches from good pitchers to the other other way to win the game. It works for Bo, right? It, mm-hmm. It's yeah, it works for him. And I think you know you, we'll never see Kevin Biggio take that approach. We'll never see you know Bo take Kevin's approach. I think it's just two very different hitters. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and there's they probably both have lessons to learn still in the major leagues. I mean, they certainly do, but um, but they're already good players, so that's a good starting point. You could do a lot worse. You could do you could do a lot worse than than Kevin Biggio, the guy that I'm constantly trying to replace. But like yeah. <laughs> the things that he does, uh, and, and you know whether or not. He's talented, quote unquote, or traditionally talented. Um, he is an everyday player in the big leagues, and the Blue Jays are not worse off for it. We, my me, and the people who listen to the show are better off for having you have joined us today, Ben. Thank you so much. This was a great time. Uh, why don't you plug the show and tell people what they can expect from you and Arden and and everything else coming in the next little while? Of course, yeah. So, Athletters is the podcast. Hopefully, people get the chance to check it out if you haven't had the chance to. Um, definitely would uh, would love to have people stop by and give it a listen. And otherwise, my work is at sportsnet.ca. So, thanks for having me on, Drew. It's always good to catch up with you a little bit. It's been too long, but um, good to talk some Jays. And uh, and good luck, of course, to you and Caitlin with Spinrate. We're having a great time. Oh, your show is on YouTube, right? Is that true? You guys play it, it on YouTube? Yeah, YouTube, uh, Spotify. I think basically if there's a podcast platform, I think it's on there. So that's good. A little behind the scenes, Ben was asking if he needed to like look the part. He's like, do I need to dress up yeah. and look professional? I'm like, buddy, you wouldn't even if we were doing it. So yeah. <laughs> well, you never know. I'm like, there's because I'm always juggling between um, you know Zoom calls or or podcasts, and so I've got different setups for each one. Like, is mm-hmm. the ring light on? Am I dressed up? Like, it's you know so. This way is very simple, straightforward, which is, which is awesome. But we had a great time. So again, make sure you listen to out the letters. Thanks, Ben, so much for taking the time. Anytime. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you again to Ben Nicholson-Smith of Sportsnet for joining. Uh, great to talk with him. Uh, nobody knows more about the Blue Jays than, than Benny does. And nobody uh, you know has more fun on their podcast than he and Arden do. Make sure you check that out. Thanks so much for listening to Spin Rate. Again, my name is Drew Fairservice. Thank you. Uh, for to everyone for listening, look forward to chatting again. We'll bring me and Caitlin, Caitlin McGrath, co-host of Spin Rate. We'll be back again on. Well, we'll talk on Sunday. You'll probably hear it on Monday when the Blue Jays will. Where are they going? I don't even know. The season rolls on. Things are looking good. It's a good time to be a Blue Jays fan. There's a lot of fun. Ben indulged me talking about Vladimir Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And uh, it's only going to get better. While George Springer had a bit of a setback. George Springer's coming. Nate Pearson's coming. Alec Manoa's coming. Blue Jays are in a good spot. And uh, I hope you are too. I hope everyone is able to take care of themselves and, uh, and take care of each other and take care of your community. 
I don't know what I wanted to say, but be well. Take care. I'll talk to you next time on Spin Break. <laughs>